0: Down and hello there all you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports this is episode number thirty-two. How's everybody's week going so far? Mine's not going too bad. Past two days seems like it kind of drag a little bit, but a lot better than uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide on Monday, or Cody Parkey on Sun this past Sunday. I mean, I, I actually really do feel bad for Cody Parkey, but I'll, I'll get into that a little bit uh, later on. You yeah, know, we're gonna probably. be heavily heavily talked about with NFL stuff with the, the hirings of head coaches um, you know obviously the playoffs recapping last week's playoffs plus this coming up uh, weekend of divisional games we'll talk uh, a little bit about the national title uh, game um, obviously the big surprise there is Clemson winning by a huge margin uh, what was like 44 to Fourteen or something like that. Like it, it, it was very surprising for me. But before we get all into that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo St Sports, or the you can follow the show as well at St Sports Podcast. Um, you can also head over there to see uh, our good friend King. Um, follow him at King of Skunk Duck. He has some uh, new shirts out, especially with the um, Tigers, the Clemson Tigers winning uh the, the national title. So, kind of getting into it, you know, we're going to jump right into um the college football. You know, we're going to talk about uh Clemson and the Clemson and Bama game here. Um so like, you know, like I I touched on obviously, Clemson beat Alabama 44-16 and they became the national champions. And I believe on Monday or Tuesday, or probably Tuesday. Uh, the AP released their top 25, with uh, Clemson coming in with all 61 first-place votes. Um, which I was kind of surprised about that because Alabama, everybody loves Alabama, so I was thinking they would have got one or two, you know, votes. But you know, then again, I, You know, when you get blown out by 30 plus points, you know, it's, it's hard to, to garner any. First place votes. Um, Ohio State came in at number three, which you know I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, Oklahoma came four, Notre Dame number five. Now, obviously, if you guys have been listening, um, this this whole college season, obviously, you guys know I'm a Notre Dame fan, so this may come across as me saying this because I'm a Notre Dame fan. But I was a little surprised Notre Dame came at five and not number four, but I guess in a way I could understand it just for the simple fact that Notre Dame did get blown out by Clemson the better team and Oklahoma lost to Alabama but was able to keep going point for point with them um so I'm curious to see how next year's rankings um going into the season come out the the one team that I was happy to see uh get It was number 19, Army. Um, you know, I was looking around and, and see what's the, the highest they've ever been ranked and surprisingly they were number 3 in, back in uh, 1958 and this is the highest they've been ranked since 1996. So, in the past couple years, you know, obviously Notre Dame plays Army, they play Navy. Um, not sure if they play Air Force but those teams have been getting a lot better, a lot more competitive, even though they like Navy runs the, the triple option. Um, they always give Notre dame a good run for their money. So it's nice to see them up there in the, the top twenty five. Um, and you know, you never know what's gonna happen, uh you know, next year as far as as far as the rankings, but um, I also want to touch on uh, the college football Hall of Fame uh, list got released. Now, probably a lot of you guys are like, you know, why are you talking about a Jimbo and a Snat? And re- really, the only reason why I'm it up, and this it's not because it's an Notre Dame uh, player is in it, but it's because. He's actually a home a hometown player from my local area, the Wooksbury-Scranton area. It's uh, Rocket Ishmael. Uh, he was a great returner and receiver back in, you know, when he played with Notre Dame. Um, played in the NFL. Uh, I think he got drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Played with the Cowboys. Um, his brother, Quadre, played with the Ravens. Um, I think there was one other team he played with. Uh, Quadre did too, but, you know, I bring this this story up, um, one, because of the, you know, know, uh, Rocket Ishmael, but when I went through the list of players um, that are getting inducted uh, this year, it's actually a pretty impressive list. I'm trying to pull up the list here now, but off the top of my head, I know uh, Vince Young was was in it. Um, Patrick Willis, which you know, still a young play, you know, young guy and everything like that. Um, Darren McFadden was another one. Uh, it was a a big long list, but you know, you, you think about if you were to put. All these players on a college team, whether it's Notre Dame or Alabama or or whatnot, yes, they didn't have that great of a NFL career, but they they would be a powerhouse if if they all played on the same team in college. Um, so let me see here. So the article finally loaded for me. Um, some of the other members uh, that are getting inducted. Um, Corey Holt from North Carolina State, Jake Plummer from Arizona State, uh, Troy Polamala Joe Thomas who just just retired what about two three years ago, um, Michigan State running back Lorenzo White, and then as far as coaches, Dennis Erickson, who I, I thought he I thought he was still coaching, maybe maybe not, not too sure. Um, but just an impressive list of, of college uh, players. You know, you, you remember Young from the 2005 Rose Bowl, the the game he had there. You know, I touched on on Rocket, just you know, me personally seeing him play here at home, plus on TV. You know, um, in South Bend. Darren McFadden had a good career um in the NFL also obviously uh in college you know so congratulations to all those guys um on obviously a great college career and and some of them with their NFL careers um I I did see they they said that they're they're gonna be honored uh December 10th, which is actually uh, today, the, the night that we're recording uh, up in New York so congratulations to all of them and the one thing with uh, they didn't have back uh, when they played was the, the college playoffs and I saw this article earlier today that uh, the committee finally came out and put the the rumors or the, uh, the arguments, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, to bed. Um, they came out that every, I guess like the, the week after they uh, or the day after the, the college uh, national title game. Get together and talk about, you know, what can they change to make the the playoff better, or 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 rules, this and that. Um, but it was voted unanimous that they're not expanded to you know eight teams, which everybody wanted. Which, um, in a way, you know, I, I've seen some valid points since the Nashville title game that if you would have went eight teams it really wouldn't have mattered the games wouldn't have been as competitive um, it would actually have uh, probably been a little bit worse not as uh, entertaining you know that the Alabama Oklahoma game was very entertaining it was a close game the Notre Dame Clemson game in the first half I mean you have to get, you have to admit it was a interesting game um, Notre Dame kept Clemson close, and then second half, just the injuries and you know bad bounces of the ball did Notre Dame in and open the door for Clemson to you know pull away. Um, and one thing that I learned today was that Notre Dame's athletic director is on the playoff board. So you know for the people out there that. Think we should expand to eight teams because Notre Dame doesn't play a championship game, so they shouldn't be eligible. And this, that, the other thing, you know, we have one of our guys on the board who could push 48 teams because we don't play national t- a national or a championship game, and he was one of them, obviously, that voted to keep it at four. Um also, during our meetings, they uh, they did not discuss about how much a conference championship should matter or shouldn't matter. So it's sounding like come next year, there's going to be no changes to how the committee is going to pick teams or how to get in there. Um, so I'm kind I'm kind of. I know I said about, you know, going six teams a couple weeks ago when, when King was on. We had a little discussion. But I, I kind of like the, the, the four teams, the top four teams. I think that's a good, um, a good start. I mean, you know, this is going on four years now. I think it's still a little too early to say four teams is not enough. It's, um, we, we need more teams to be in the playoffs. I still think we, we should hold off on that. one thing that's that no one's holding on to is uh, sticking, you know, waiting around for NFL head coaching jobs. So obviously, already some of the um, some some of the jobs have been filled. Uh, you have Bruce Arians going to Tampa Bay. You have Adam Gase going to the New York Jets. Um you have the Bears defense coordinator. I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh Vic uh Vic uh, Vangio. There you go. Vic Vangio going to the Broncos. You also have um Freddie Kitchens, who was the Browns offense coordinator, got hired as the new head coach. Um did I get them all? I got Bucerians. Oh, and, oh, geez, yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals hiring Texas Tech coach Cliff Kingsbury. Now, of all the hirings, um, the two that I was surprised about was uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns. I I think the Jets... Hiring Adam Gase is a very good move for Sam Darnold. You know, he obviously showed glimpses of being a good quarterback, but he did show his rookiness. But but the Browns, you know, when when they fired Hugh Jackson and they gave uh, Greg Williams the, the interim head coaching job, and almost, I mean, literally, almost made the playoffs. I really thought he was the shoe in to keep the job if they were going to hire in house. But they, they announced it uh, yesterday that they relieved Greg Williams of his duties and hired Freddie Kitchens, which, you know, maybe they, they hired him because he. He worked very closely with Baker Mayfield, um, which the season he had as a rookie, I was very surprised. I, I, I thought I was going to be another Johnny Menzel, you know, a kid coming in that, when he played in college, he was very flamboyant. Now I'm still kind of old school, I'm kind of like the, the old school Barry Sanders scores a touchdown hands the ball to the ref I don't mind a little dancing but some of the celebrations they're kind of out of the hand so you know I don't know if this is gonna be the right hire for the Browns in the long run but in the short term it, it may may work out I mean it has to work out better than what Hugh Jackson did I mean how much worse could you do than what he did you know, so they got a young team. Uh, they got got their quarterback. They got good defense. I really thought they would have brought a experienced head coach in. And who knows, maybe Greg Williams would have kept him on as an a offense coordinator. You know, you, you just don't know. I'm curious to see how, how they, they do next year. And then the other hire was... The Arizona Cardinals with uh, Clingsbury, or, no, Clingsbury. Um, so when I saw that, that they hired him I started reading some articles on, you know, on him and uh, where he's you know where he came from and stuff like that and one thing that scares me about this hiring is the fact that USC fired him I believe it was late November and then or I'm sorry Texas Tech fired him and then USC hired him as an offense coordinator December 5th now you know the other thing that, that scared me with this too was Uh, obviously the NFL teams were asking USC if they could interview him and USC blocked any type of interviews um, that could happen and so he, he basically said either let me go interview these or I'm quitting. To me that was kind of childish I mean you just got fired then a week later, a team gave you a, a chance uh, to keep, you know, to, to keep making money, to kind of help build your name back up a little bit, because he wasn't that great with uh, Texas Tech, I, I, I believe. Now, you know, he has worked worked with uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, we see what he's doing now. Um, he's a former. Uh, Former quarterback. He's coached Casey Keenum, which obviously he's he's an up. He, he's to me he's the next Casey Keenum is the next um, Fitzpatrick from Tampa Bay. Um, he also worked with Davis Webb from the Giants. Grant, you got Eli in front of you, but you really haven't seen too much of him. Worked with Char- uh, Chargers Nick. Shimonik, and he also worked with Johnny Manziel. Now of all those quarterbacks, he's only worked—he, he's only had one that really panned out. And now you're going to bring him in to quote tutor your your franchise quarterback. And we also have seen that college coaches coming to the NFL aren't very successful. You know the, the first one that comes to mind, Chip Kelly, as far as I go. You know, being an Eagles fan, but he also went to the 49ers, didn't do anything. You had Steve Spurrier, you had Nick Saban, you had Greg shiano Um, you know what what head coach in the past 10, 15 years has lasted in the NFL and and, and had a, a long career in the NFL? it's a totally different game and I'm I'm, I I think this was a wow, he looks good type uh, sign higher for them I don't think they really did their homework you know that they they have other you know they had Adam Gase out there I, I believe still who he was just in a bad situation with Miami. You know, he had a quarterback who couldn't stay healthy. You had a receiver who was all about himself in Landry till he got traded to the Browns. You know, Gase going to the Jets, I, I think you're going to see the Jets turn around in about two to three years. Arizona, I, I think this is just a bad move for them. I, I think it's going to set them back. You know well at least 4 years cuz it's a 4 year contract with a i believe a a 5th year team option and by then your franchise quarterback could be totally messed up just cuz you have a college coach coming in <coughs> excuse me that is used to college coaching not NFL coaching now there's still two jobs available, Miami and the Bengals, which, as far as they go, slim pickings because now you have Mike McCarthy, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, coming out saying he's going to sit out the year. He only really wants the Jets' job. And let's be honest, I'm sure he made enough money over the, the 10, 15 years that he was with Green Bay that he could sit out a year and be fine. So... Between Arizona and Cleveland, I will not be surprised if Cleveland is the better team next year when it comes to the the coach hires and what those coaches mean to the, the franchise quarterbacks. Now, like I said, you know, kind of coming into the show. About uh, Cody Parkey last week. Last week we had the the wild card rounds, and tell you what, there there was some pretty good games. I mean, you know, obviously Chicago and Philly was an entertaining game. You know, and a lot of people were complaining about the score. You know, the first half uh, being all field goals. But, you know, it kept you on the, on the edge of your seat. Um, even the, the game before that, the Chargers-Ravens game. Yes, first half off field goals. But, and, you know, Jackson, he, he looked terrible the first three and a half quarters. And, you know, my fiancé, my oldest, is a, a Ravens fan. So, you know, I sit there, I watch the whole game. I'll give credit to uh, Harbaugh for sticking with Jackson. Just for the simple fact of he's a rookie. He was having a very bad game. I'd be afraid that if Harbaugh would have pulled him out at halftime, it may have mentally screwed him up come next season. But by keeping him in there, it, it to me, it's going to help him learn how to fight through adversity, which he did, and he he almost pulled it off, he almost brought the Ravens all the way back, and unfortunately, he fumbled the ball, um, you know, a minute left in the game or whatever, Chargers recovered it, and Chargers move on to the divisional round, and um, the surprise game of the week for me was the Colts Texans game. I did not see that coming. I really thought the Texans were going to win, first off. And I thought the Texans defense was going to hold the Colts in check. And also, the Texans put up points because of how Deshaun Watson's been playing. But the Colts had a different idea. They won 21-7, and they moved on to the the divisional round. Cowboys against Seahawks, Cowboys won 24-22. Obviously, as an Eagles fan, I'm not happy with that. Pretty sure probably Jerry Jones paid off the refs. The one, other than, you know, everybody's talking about Cody Parkey with the Eagles, and I know I keep bringing them up and everything like that. The one play that I keep seeing, you know, Bears fans take shots at Eagles fans or the Eagles is the whole completed catch, turned into a fumble, not clear recovery, incomplete pass. How can that happen? You know what? I mean, you know, the role is the role. I think it's a stupid role. I think the way it should be, and this is coming from me as an Eagles fan. I think the way it should be awarded and the way that play should have went down, it should have been a completed pass. Where where the pop the ball popped out, whatever yard line he was on should have been where they got that ball. Because if you watch the replay, as soon as the ball pops out and hit the ground, automatically the ref signal incomplete pass. So obviously all the Eagles players saw the ref do that so they didn't go for the ball because they realized incomplete pass I, I I thought you know I knew that the, the, the whole catch rule you know with them retooling it and stuff like that was the, the argument wasn't going to be over this is going to be the new catch rule you know um, controversy uh, that I, I really believe because it's stupid how they said how that rule is written. I mean, if that's the case, as a player's falling down, just rip the ball out. If it goes out of bounds, there's no clear recovery, it's an incomplete pass. I mean, that's the way I take that rule. You know, so, but, in the end, for one last time, Cody Parkey had his field goal blocked. Yes, you Bears fans. It was blocked. He did not miss it he didn't purposely miss it yes you're paying him five million dollars it got blocked now me personally I looked at a couple of the videos I couldn't see any tip of, uh, of the Eagles players hand hit the ball to, to send it you know to a different trajectory but you know NFL came out and said it's it's a tip ball and it's uh, a blocked field goal, no longer a missed field goal. So with with that all being said about last week's playoffs games, I'm going to give it one more shot at trying to pick these games because I think last week I did pretty pretty bad. So the Colts moved on to play the Chiefs. Chiefs are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Does Andy Reid finally get over the hump and win some playoff games with the Chiefs? I think they will. I don't know if they could stop the Colts on offense, but I don't think the Colts could stop the Chiefs' offense and and Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say... This game could be a 30 to 24 game. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs as the winner to move on to the AFC Championship. That game Saturday at 4:30. Then at 8:15 we have the Dallas Cowboys against the LA Rams. The Rams are a seven-point favorite. Now I know last week I picked Seattle to go past the Cowboys, but didn't go that way. Um, This game man, this this game could go one of two ways. It could go either Cowboys win a close one, like a two or three point game, or the Rams just totally blow them out. When the Eagles play the Rams and the Bears played the Rams, they played like a, a cover two type defense against that Rams offense and totally shut them down. Now, I don't know if Dallas can play that type of offense or uh, defense. If they can't, I think the Rams defense is going to pester Prescott and bottle up Elliott. I'm going to have to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I see like a a 30-10 to 10 Rams win with the Rams moving on to... championship game then Sunday at 1 o'clock we have the Chargers against the Patriots the two old guys Philip Rivers versus Tom Brady as of right now New England's a four-point favorite this could be a shootout as well even though the over-unders kind of kind of low to to me over-unders 48 Um, I just think Tom Brady's too old Gronk's too old. And I just don't think Tom Brady has enough weapons to, to keep with the Chargers. They they got Hunter uh, Harvey back you know to play tight end. Plus you got Gates. You got Melvin Gordon and Eichler at running back. I just think the Chargers have too many weapons, and I, I think they're just gonna totally just destroy the Patriots. I, I could see a twenty-four six Chargers win to move on to play the Chiefs for the for the AFC Championship game. Then to close out the playoff or the divisional weekend, we have the Philadelphia Eagles against the New Orleans Saints. Now a lot of people are saying, oh this is going to be a repeat from the regular season, you know, the, the 47-7 blowout and Saints running up the score, this and that. Here's my only thing I would say about the Eagles. I'm not going to pick win or lose, but I will say the Eagles' defense is totally different than they were when they played them earlier in the season. The corners that we had playing at that time, it was like their first or second game playing together. Now, yes, I know the Bears' offense isn't that, you know, potent. The Rams were. They did a pretty good job against the Rams. You know. So I'm not picking Eagles to win or lose, because it's playoffs, I don't want to jinx them. But I think this is gonna be a totally different game than it was earlier this year. So I have either the Eagles and the Saints, Eagles or the Saints, sorry, going to the NFC championship game against the LA Rams well guys I I think that's going to do it this week for us Um, thanks for coming back and listening before I go you can head over to Twitter and follow me at Jimbo ST Sports and then you could also follow the show at ST Sports Podcast if there's ever anything you guys want me to talk about on the show you know Whether it's college or hockey or basketball, even any type of controversies um, with amateur sports or, you know, shoot a line over there. I'll mention on the show. I have have no problem. I I, I like having some listener uh, interaction, you know, with you guys. So this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.